John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's Ed Peterson. And yes, it's John Kiltica. John. Yes. It's the High Game Podcast. It is, once again, the High Game Podcast, Ed. John. Yes. Where are we recording from today? Beautiful West Seattle, Washington. It's lovely out. It is lovely out. Um, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about guitars today, Ed. Yep. Yep. This one you're holding? Yeah. It's black. It is black. You like it already? Immediately, I see a black guitar and I'm like, okay, well, that's one in the pro column. You know, you got a pro column and a con column for every guitar, for everything, I think. I just like to approach life that way. Okay, top of the dome, what's your immediate con? Does something leap out at you? There's something specific about the pick guard I like. I like the binding. I like the black. It looks like a Les Paul, but it's not. It's pretty cool. Let me see the headstock. Yeah, yeah. It's got the thumbnail inlays. Which is cool. Let me see the back. Man, I am having a hard time putting anything in a con column right now. Me too. Okay, if I had to. Yes. It's got the toggle switch on the upper bout which I don't like. Generally speaking, I prefer them down on the lower because I tend to knock them when they're up there. Yeah. Okay, there's a con. Not into that so much. And then I think it's a master blend knob. It's a master volume, which I usually like. In fact, I am using it right now. I specifically set the volumes and the tones for the pickups. So when I turn it back up, it's going to do what I expected it to do. Yeah. So it looks vintage. I know it's vintage. It is. I like a lot of stuff about this guitar, and I don't like not much. This is a Gretsch guitar. Yeah. This is the Gretsch Rock Jet. Okay, I don't like that. R-O-C. I hate that. Do you? Yeah. 
The model number is 7611, 7611. Gretsch does weird numbering stuff I don't understand. Can I tell you another thing I like about it? What? It's got Gretsch on the pick guard. Yes. And it's upside down, so when you look down, it's correct. Yeah. The logo is on the pick guard for the dude playing it, not the guy looking at you. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I like that too. It's like ambulance being written backwards for the sake of the rear exactly. view mirror of whoever's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Beverages. Beverages, Ed, yes. That sounded great, John. A lot of guitars, they come in here and it's sitting on the stand when I come downstairs. And I don't always pick them all up. I have not played every guitar that's been on this show, I don't think. I don't think you have either. But this one was one where I pulled it out of the case and was like, oh, oh, I got to play this. Yeah, I kind of like this. It just feels like it's built for rock licks. This would be great in a punk band. Yeah. This thing would be killer. We have to give the shout out again to our man Ernie Bailey over there at Wire Instruments. This summoner fuzz he's built is killer. It brings the rock. I love it. That's nice. I got a coffee, John. I got a coffee too. Okay. But you know, once again, it looks as though we both are enjoying a lovely self-care non-alcoholic beer. From Three Magnets Brewing out of Olympia, Washington. Our new best friends. Oh my gosh, yeah. those guys. This week, the Schurler Easiest. Yeah. And this one does have a fuller name. Yeah. Which I think is really great. Yeah. Schurler Easiest Non-Alcoholic Premium Shitty American Lager. Is that on their website? Yes. That's pretty great. Are you allowed to put that on a can? I don't see that on the can. I see a premium, easy drinking, non-alcoholic American light brew. Let's see. A nice lager. Yeah, that's like shades of PBR, but better. Mm, there's nothing wrong with that. We've tried the IPAs and... And the pale. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely more like beer. Yeah, delicious. So as we mentioned, Ed, mm -hmm. this is a Gretsch rock jet. This comes from a very specific time in Gretsch's history, but why don't I step back a little bit and give the overview of our good friends over there at Gretsch. I don't think I could tell you a single name from the history of Gretsch. You're going to say the name and I'll go, oh, yeah. Yep. You know, this Schurler beer. Yeah. When I see the label uh -huh. and I see the beer, I'm getting Laverne and Shirley vibes. Is that weird? That's pretty good. Ready? Ready for what? For your brief overview. Oh, sitting over here looking up Laverne and Shirley facts. Yeah. I got nothing better to do. The Fred Gretsch Manufacturing Company was founded by Friedrich, a.k.a. Fred Gretsch. Yeah. 1883. 
Oldie times. In Brooklyn. Okay. They made primarily banjos, tambourines, and drums. Sure. Friedrich died not long after. After founding the company. 1895. Oh my gosh. He was only 39. So his young son, who was at that point 15, Mm -hmm. Fred. Fred Jr. He wasn't Friedrich. He was Fred. The first actually named Fred. Let's mm-hmm. call him Senior. The Junior is now the Senior. Yeah. The second has become the first. Yes. Okay. Clear as mud. Yeah. <laughs> he takes over at age 15. <laughs> right. But, you know, at that point, 15 is middle-aged. In 1895, 15 might as well be 42. Right. You look up Wilford Brimley in Cocoon, <laughs> and I'm like four years older than Wilford Brimley was when he filmed Cocoon. That dude had some years on his face. I don't know if I'm just fooling myself. You think you look younger? I don't look like old man Wilford Brimley, but people are looking at me and they're just like, oh, that old guy. Is that Wilford Brimley? I thought he died. (laughs) Is that what they say when they see me? (laughs) Okay, so Fred Sr., second of his name, Mm -hmm. takes over and continues building the tambourines and the banjos and the ukuleles and all of that. Yeah. But then he makes a fateful decision in the 30s. Hey, man, let's make guitars. My man. So in the 30s, guitar production at Gretsch begins. Love it. By 1942, though, Mm -hmm. old Fred Sr., second of his name, Mm -hmm. he's getting up there in age. He retires. He's 65. He took over when he was 15. He's been running it for 50 years. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. So he hands it off to the new junior. Fred. Yep. I remember it's Fred's the whole way down. Not all of them. No? No. At some point, someone breaks the Fred line. Yeah. The Fred continuum stops. Yeah. The Fred space-time continuum. Fred singularity. Yes. He hands off to Fred Jr., but Fred has to go get him some World War II. Oh, sure. Now what? They've got a brother named Bill. Ugh. Well, they can't be all Fred, right? Like George Foreman names his 12 kids George. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think they can. It's been proven. George Foreman has scientifically proven you can name all your kids the same name. Yeah, I guess that's true, but not in this case. Okay. Fred Jr. has to go war, so he hands off to Bill. Okay. But in 1948, Mm -hmm. Bill dies. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm trying to remember in Laverne and Shirley how many of those folks have died. Penny Marshall we lost, right? R.I.P. Penny Marshall. David Lander is Squiggy. We lost him December 4th, 2020. R.I.P. Squigs. Yeah. So Bill dies. Yes. Bill dies in 48. Yeah. It's a good thing Fred came back from the war in one piece because now it goes back to him. Okay, good. We can continue the Fred dynasty. The first solid bodies they did would be in 54. Riding the wave. 52 is the watershed year for solid bodies. Sure. What's it take to ramp up manufacturing? Is that just the deal that it takes close to a year to ramp up manufacturing and then the marketing effort and everything so you don't get it out until like close to a year after that? 52 comes around, solid bodies start releasing. Then people are like, oh, holy shit, they're selling a lot of these things. Yeah, but they're not selling like some tremendous amount such that it's a no-brainer. I can imagine a lot of companies like Gretsch were like, it seems like they're doing pretty well. Is this the future? 
is this a thing? Yeah. Should we do it too? All right. So maybe they wait until middle of 53. And then they've got to tool up and build jigs and all that kind of stuff you have to do. Yeah. The models were the duo jet, the silver jet, and the roundup. Ooh, the roundup. That sounds like your country western banger. We know the duo jet. It would achieve prominence because George Harrison played one. Oh. But that wouldn't be until 10 years future. In the Beatles. What's he up to? Uh, George Harrison? Yeah. Isn't he beetling somewhere? In the sky oh, with John Lennon. John Lennon's in the sky? Beetling. Beetling in the sky. <sighs> yeah. So they're making electrics. It would continue along those lines for sure. quite some time. They came out with more and ever varied models of Gretsch's, and they did well. Right. Such that when the guitar boom was at its height and corporate entities started looking for things to buy, we know CBS bought Fender. For sure. This happened to Gretsch as well. Okay. They were bought by the Baldwin Piano and Organ Company in 1967. So dumb. Baldwin had tried to buy Fender, but were outbid by CBS. Why did this happen? Yeah. I believe the U.S. government passed some anti-monopoly laws. So you couldn't actually just go in and gobble up companies in your same space. If you want to expand, you have to expand outside your area of expertise. Right. And so that's why you've got CBS buying Fender. Baldwin also sold securities. Sure. Capitalism. We're now in the Baldwin era of guitar making at Gretsch, which was problematic. I think that Baldwin thought, we make some pretty good pianos. We know what we're doing. We'll just translate all that old world craftsmanship over to guitars, right? Quality control at Gretsch plummets precipitously. (laughs) So they're throwing stuff at the wall trying to figure out what to do. And the workers aren't real happy about that. Let's make them even more unhappy, Ed. Let's move. Yeah. In 1969, let's move out of Brooklyn. Sure. Where'd they go, Ed? I know we've covered this. You're going to make the workers unhappy. You're going to go to Arkansas? Yes. God, how's that pull? Boonville, Arkansas. Yeah. Very few of the workers took the offer to go to Arkansas. Can you imagine? You're a Brooklyn dude. The what now? I'm not going to Arkansas. 60s civil rights era we're going to arkansas fuck you yeah i guess so i'm the weird outlier and i have no place to talk i cannot imagine living in new york it sounds just awful to me sounds better than arkansas yeah i guess except it's awful and it's cold well you don't like cold i don't like the cold and just the packed in new york I like that part. I like the density of cities. Walking around, you can be as anonymous as you want to be just by virtue of the sheer volume of people. I always liked that about it. I'm okay with visiting places like that, but man, the idea of living in the city freaks me out. But to your point, people who love it fucking love it. And the idea that you're going to pack them up and just say, you're going to rural Arkansas? Holy hell. Yeah. Is it any wonder then Yeah, that in 1973, mm-hmm. there were two catastrophic fires in the Boonville, Arkansas, Gretsch plant? Are you implying that the workers set it on fire? Hey, I'm not like, saying anything. I'm just like, saying. Right. If you are inferring I meant arson, mm-hmm. that's you just reading uh, it. Yeah, probably. Yeah? Probably not. So. Probably. You ever go on the internet, John? I've strapped myself into the internet a couple times. Sure. 
There are fires at food production plants. Unusually high number. In Boonville, Arkansas. Yeah. In 2008. Yeah. There were a series of explosions at the Cargill Meat Solutions plant. Oh, Cargill Meat Solutions. Oh, my God. That is fucking terrible. The implications of that name, Cargill Meat Solutions, it's suffering at an unimaginable scale. You go to Arkansas and stuff starts exploding and catching fire. I'm just saying. In those weirdo conspiratorial spaces, it's some crazy conspiracy. Globalists are trying to destroy the food chain. It turns out food plants catch on fire all the fucking time. So is it weird that the Gretsch factory burned down twice? No. Dry wood sitting in piles with heavy machinery kicking off sparks. But, you know, they kind of sweep up the mess. Yeah. And keep going. Mm -hmm. So in 1971, mm -hmm. they introduce some new models. One of them is the one I'm holding here. The Rock Jet. Love it. ROC Jet. Don't love the name. The tagline on it? Mm. As modern as tomorrow. That is modern. It's pretty modern. Tomorrow's Hella pretty modern. modern. The original version would have had Supertron pickups. Oh. And the G tailpiece. Okay. I want that one. I want this one. I want that one. That would have been model 7610. 7610. One version below this 7611. The 7610 came in two colors. Mercedes black mm. or Porsche pumpkin. Ooh, like an orange. Exactly. Oh, and my God. Now, which one do you want? Oh, my God. Sophie's Choice. <laughs> <laughs> so that was 71 to 75. So then in 75, V2, which is what we're holding right here, 1975 to 1980. This one is 1977. The changes, you can see, instead of the Supertrons, it's humbuckers. Mm -hmm. That's a stop tailpiece. That's it. Everything else is the same. It's a chambered body. I'll take off all this stuff, and let's see what we've got here. I'm as bridgy as bridgy can be, Ed. Mm -hmm. You want to know the key difference between the V1 and the V2, besides the Filtertron and the tailpiece? What's that? They changed the logo on the pickguard because on the V1, it actually is vertical. I think they went correct. I think the pickguard is better on the V2. <laughs> Back where we started this whole mess in the mm -hmm. middle. And then with Ernie's pedal, because we like that. That is a nice pedal. Summoner fuzz. It summons things, I guess. So, Ed. Yeah. Let's just stick with the year this guitar is, 1977. Okay. In 1977 dollars, 1977 uh, Boonville, Arkansas dollars, <laughs> what are you paying for this? This guitar was expensive. This rock jet. This guitar was not a $2,000 guitar. Yeah, American made. American made. Chambered body. Yeah. These are no slouch humbuckers either. Yeah. I don't feel like this guess is going to be terrible. 509 bucks, final answer. That's not bad. 595. 
So this was like a $3,200 guitar? $2,900. Okay, so this was a big boy. Sure. 1981, all Gretsch production ends. Of this guitar? What do you mean? Everything. 1981, Gretsch disappears. Yes. And in 1983, Baldwin Mm -hmm. declares bankruptcy. Hell yeah. At this point, here's the comeuppance. Oh, okay. Fred Gretsch came back from the war to take it back. Well, Fred Gretsch Jr. there, yeah, he himself had a kid. Okay. Along the way. Yep. Fred Gretsch III, who would have been a young lad, I don't know, somewhat younger, when Baldwin bought Gretsch. And when that went down- He vowed, he I will did. take this back. I will get my name. He actually did. Yeah. He was very vocal. He thought it was a bad idea, and if he had anything to do with it, he was going to get that company back. Hell yeah. I guess in 67, he didn't have enough pull. His dad comes back from the war. Kid's born 45 to 50. In 67, he's 17 to 23 years old. Yeah. So he ain't stopping Baldwin boys from coming in. Alec and company. Yeah, that's right. You think he's going to stop those titans of industry? Nope. Hell no. Nope. In 1985, Fred Gretsch III buys that shit back. And for the first time since 1967. Family owned? The Gretsch name is back in family hands. Love it. What eventually happens though, and I think this was pretty cool too. In 2002, Fender comes knocking. Mm-hmm. And they make, I think, a good deal for everybody. Fender's making Gretsch now. Okay. People say maybe it's a shorthand or they just don't know that Fender owns Gretsch. That's not necessarily true. They made a deal with Fred Gretsch III that the Gretsch family still owns the company and they have contracted... Fender handles the manufacturing. Yeah, marketing, production, and distribution. Great. That is the story, Ed. John. Yes? This guitar is cool. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye? I think it's no stretch to say you like this because you've actually said that. Yeah. But here's the wrinkle, Ed. Mm. Buy or deny this one, the V2, 7611, yeah. or the V1, 7610 with the Supertron pickups. Either. I would say this is just a buy. I just think it's rad. I love it. I picked it up and played it. And you want to play rocky stuff when you pick it up, yeah, which is it, weird. That's like so it, weird you picked it up and did that. And that's what I was doing before you got here. I'm like, man, this guitar wants me to play this way. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, like naturally you're like, Ed, play that ambienty shit play you that do. Play that stuff. I love it. Agreed. I think we've got ourselves a double buy It's here. been a while. I feel like I come in so deny heavy, you know? <laughs> You're so deny heavy. Something has to be extra cool for me to be like, oh yeah, that. It's great too, because it was that Baldwin era. It's almost like we shouldn't like this, but we do. Yeah. I really like that consistent story of CBS era Fenders, Baldwin era Gretches, Norlin era Gibsons. All of them suck. I love it. (laughs) They must know what they're doing. Look, they've got suits. Look, they've got suits and they just sent my ass to Arkansas. (laughs) They must know what they're doing. There you go. Yeah. We're going to take pictures of this like we do. Yeah. And put them in all the joints Mm -hmm. at the high gain on Instagram and Facebook. 
you like to look at pictures, for sure. You can go to thehighgain.com. Mm-hmm. Read about this guitar and see pictures. Where'd you get it from? Where'd we get this? Yeah. We borrowed this from Uncle Frank and the boys over there at Thunder Road Guitars. Thunderroadguitars.com? Yes. Okay, that's great. Yeah, that was nice of them to do. Yeah, they do that a lot. Yeah. And if you want to listen to more music-related podcasts, keep in mind, mm-hmm. we are on the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. How convenient is that? None more convenient. Yeah. Go to ruinousmedia.com. And just start listening. Joe and Chris over there? Yeah. They'll take care of you. You need a foot rub? I don't put it past them. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe. Thanks, John. Okay, bye, Ed. Bye. Bye.